Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Watford nil, Liverpool 5 from Vicarage Road yesterday at, well, morning, lunchtime, in around that. And um, it was absolutely fantastic. With me tonight, I have got Grizz Khan, I've got Keith Cross, and I've got Keith Plunkett. Just to let people know, because we have two Keiths on the show, Keith Plunkett on the bottom right of your screen will be known as Keith. Keith Cross on the bottom left has requested to be called Big Sexy K. We've shortened that to Big Sexy, if that's okay. So if I call him Big or Big Sexy, you know you're talking about Keith Cross. But Keith Plunkett insists that when we say Big Sexy, they could mean him too. And last week, last week, it was um, Leona Lewis was massive in um, in the chat this last week because Keith kept referencing her and singing our songs during the show. This week, he's reconnected um, with you two. So um, expect some references there and all that sort of stuff. So what not, not 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 with the boys themselves. I haven't reconnected with Bono or that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. He's, he's a bit an of, asshole. He's still a bit up in the clouds, that yeah, fella. But yeah, with yeah, their yeah, music, yeah. I've, I've reconnected with their music. Yeah. yeah. Okay, lovely. And um, what's your favorite YouTube song? Uh, at the moment, it's all I want is you, Gav. Okay, and you have you it in my head. Say yeah, you done this. You want? He's got. He's off. Have you got diamonds and rings of gold. I want it in everyone's head. Okay, it's it's in you everyone's head now. Oh, good fuck. Uh, Watford nil, Liverpool 5. Uh, glorious Salah, we're going to talk about. Mane, 100 up. Firmino's hat-trick. Um, the midfield. The um, oh, sure, There's loads to go through, and we will get through it. Um, lads, uh, I want to start with the... Oh, the lead-up to this game. Um, and, Grizz, I'll come to you first. You know... In the lead up to this, we had an international break. You see, um, we know Thiago's not going to be back. And Curtis Jones, for some reason, goes away on international duty, has a problem, plays, and then is injured, okay, against Andorra. Um, Trent is, is okay. Jota is ruled okay. And we're going into this, and we're looking at, in particular, the midfield, which we'll talk about in a bit. But in the lead up to it, Grizz, were you just confident because there was a lot of Ranieri chat and stuff like that? And I seen one tweet from somebody on Twitter, and he went, we're playing fucking Watford at the weekend, lads. Not Bayern Munich. Like, what is going on here? What were you looking to lead up? Yeah, exactly that. It was built up to be. It was built up to be the the giant killing, even though it wasn't a cup game. But you know what I mean in league terms. The giant killing of the weekend. You know, early kickoff, many internationals away. Couple of internationals coming back with injuries were one Curtis Jones, a depleted midfield, so to speak. Um, Watford with the new Dilly Dong bounce. Everything was geared up, wasn't it? Sort of for the TV companies and media alike to say, this is going to be horrible for Liverpool. They couldn't wait for us to drop points. But um, but then we've done carnage on Thursday. And, and um, when Jakey, I asked Jake, uh, the Watford fan, uh, to go through his expected lineup, Gav. And when he went through that lineup, like, I didn't want to laugh 
in his face on the show because like, you, you did. know I was thankful. No, I did because I was thankful for him to be coming yeah. on and everything, right? No, but Keith, right? Sorry, big sexy <laughs> Keith, wherever you fucking are, right? I'm gonna get slaughtered for calling you this. I can't call you this, man. People, I've big sexy. Is you, can, you can be big K. You can do big K. I got family online, man. Family watching. Yeah, this yeah, no, 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 no. I know it's tough. It's tough. Big K. Big K. Okay. So when he went through that team, Gav, I was thinking to myself exactly what you thought. That if we don't beat these, then we might as well close the gates of Anfield and and wrap up for the season because we ain't got no chance of winning the title if we're not looking to go and thrash these, right? Because when he told me about the midfield, it could be Sissoko and he expected cleverly to be in central midfield. Hmm. And then he told me about Craig Craig. Craig Cathcart, yes. And then Danny Rose at left back. I mean, mm-hmm. we may want to touch on Danny Rose later. I may want to touch on Danny Rose later because when I turned up at the ground, when I that could have easily been me or you in them shorts, Gav. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, it could have. I'm not You'll be joking. walking out. I wouldn't put him in, 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 in an air bracket at this stage. <laughs> I'm telling you. I thought he that could stressed. easily be me and Gav. That could easily be me and Gav, right? I expected us to win. But the manner of our victory was not surprising because we're fucking capable of that. We're a super team. But it was a pleasant sort of surprise from the norm as in terms of grinding it out. I thought it might be difficult first 20 minutes, but as you said, we bloody bossed it from the first second. Keith, Plunker, you two, yeah. um, Bono, yeah. Bono's me. Um, yeah. You know, like you, we did hear this stuff about Ranieri and, you know, um, his record over Liverpool in home games, especially, I think he's won five of six home games in Premier League against Liverpool before, before yesterday. And, and, you know, we did hear about the midfield and, and stuff like that. And I'm going to be honest, um, I got it wrong on this um, to a point. I, I had us down for 2-1. I had us down for winning 2-0 and them getting the late goal. But I got it wrong on the scoreline, but I didn't get it wrong on the thought how Watford would come around to play in this because I watched them against Leeds and I just thought they are absolutely appalling. Um, for at the back, I thought he did nothing in midfield, legs wise and up front. They were just so detached from each other; it was untrue. But you going into this one, um, were you confident? Did you did, you're not really bothered about the midfield? You knew you knew Keller was going to start in goal. That wasn't a worry for me either. Were you confident going into this? Yeah, I was. I was. We'd done the show, the midweek fixture, and I gave. And I, I remember 3 0, but 3 1 of Adrian had they got the nod. Um, <laughs> because I, I dropped in the little nugget that Adrian had. didn't like, like watch that show. <laughs> yeah, I thought Adrian might have got the nod, but um, a few people went apeshit over that. But no, similar to what Chris said there. I didn't know half of the players that played for Watford were playing for Watford. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know they signed Moussa Sissoko. I didn't know Danny Rose was playing there. And I was looking at their team. I just haven't watched much of Watford. And I was like, these are fucking terrible. There's no way in God's God's green earth that these are going to trouble us. Even with Adriana goal, I thought there's no way they're going to trouble us. Because... New manager bounce is all well and good. Ranieri coming in is all well and good. But Ranieri's a jobber. You know what I mean? Ranieri's a blading journeyman who's, since he was winning the league with Leicester, he's probably had about four or five clubs. Do you know what I mean? So we think of him as this bogeyman and, and this heel deal. But I was confident um, going into the game. Um, 
I got up on Saturday morning, Gavin. I was looking and I looked down and I thought, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> reference. Fair Don't let it. it get away. I have, I I said, have fucking sound effects right, now that I can just cut you off. That's a good YouTube tool. <laughs> like that. I like the way you put that in. Kids getting good at this, man. He is, he he's moved, he's he moved on from the... No, the he's, team whistle. he's whistle, holding the, off on the, the team whistle. Team, yeah. um, but I, I can be honest with you, man. like... He's very even quiet. When I text him on, on WhatsApp now, he takes ages to reply, and he, he says stuff to me like, "Oh, I was out, um, you know, Easy, doing this with doing this and doing that." He's not. He's clearly at home, fucking working on these references. But go on, yeah, keep. learning new two songs this week. Leona Lewis you're last quite, week. You're not, you're not quite on my level, like in terms of E seventeen, and you know. But we we we, we could do a duet sometime. I can that see something. <laughs> You've got you've 10 years on me, but you know, I'm hoping that with the, <laughs> the age comes experience and all that sort of thing, Grace. But you know, listen, now in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I was confident going into the game. I didn't think Watford were up to much. I just think Liverpool at the moment, and I know we've had a few performances that weren't great, but we've got, and we're going to come on to them, we've the hottest hand in the world at the moment. And I was confident enough going into this game. That no matter who played in midfield and no matter who played in goal, um, I, I just thought we'd have won it. And it, it turned out that way. And those people that were a bit nervous about it, because I think we're just nearly programmed as Liverpool fans to be worried about a Watford away because of the time Martin Skirtle and Dejan Lovren got absolutely pummeled down there by Troy Deeney. And your man in goal. Do you remember the fella in goal? Adam Bogdan. Yeah. And I call yeah. Adam Bogdan, in my mind, only famous for taking pictures from the balcony at Melwood while he eats a salad and watches the rest of the team train. There so, you go. Uh, yeah. So there you go. He's a good lad. But that, that's it. You know, we're, we're programmed. It's like Crystal Palace because they um, crisped on ball and, and they battered us on Gerrard's last home game. We think it's just, you know, a bogey team, but we're actually not, and they're not a great side, Watford. So now we went in, Ranieri, as I said, he's, he's a jobber at this stage. He's, he's going into jobs. He's not doing great, but I think we had this sort of, ooh, it's Claudio Ranieri, the thinker man is back, Premier League winner is back, but no, with that group of players, I was never worried. No. Um, Keith, uh, Big Sexy, Big Sexy K, um, all those names. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the lineup for Liverpool mm. against Watford, I and mean, we have it on screen now. Kelleher, of course, starts in goal because of the, the, the obvious situation with with um, Alison Becker and, and Fabinho with Brazil, and only playing early Friday morning, and obviously not able to come back and play. But Kelleher starts in goal. Trent right back. Matip Van Dijk, Robertson, Henderson, Keita Milner, um, Manny Firmino, Salah. Were you expecting that side? Because I think most were. It was probably in midfield where you thought. What will he do? Will he will he will he go with an Oxley Chamberlain or something like that? But was that the side you were expecting? And when you seen it, were you happy? hundred percent. James Milner playing in this game was absolutely inevitable. Whenever uh, we have a few centre midfielders that are hitting the um, injury table, James Milner is always slotted in, home or away. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, he does an absolute fine job. So I was expecting this. And I think the most important bit about this was Robertson, Van Dijk, Matthew, Trent Alexander-Arnold, a back four that is playing with each other week in, week out. So you could put whoever you want behind them and you can put whoever you want in front of them. As long as that back four is as consistent as it is, everything else is just, you know, it's... it's it, it, they Take can, care everyone of yourself. Freedom. They can free... They have the freedom. Milner, Henderson, care. they have the freedom now to press. Everyone steps up. Everyone does... Like, that, for me, that formation, when I saw that being the most likelihood team, I thought, yeah, comfortable day. 
got two things to say. First of all, I think there are probably people in this country that know more ex-Watford players that play for Udinese than the current Watford players that played in this game. And I'm talking about players like Gerard Delefeu, for example, who went over there to Indonesia. That's where they've all gone. They've all gone to play their Serie A football. And this is just, uh, Watford are the, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's Watford, there's Norwich, there's West Bromwich Albion. These three teams are the classic yo-yos of our time. And you know what? If a sovereign wealth fund wants to pick up another profitable football club that always goes up and down and stays profitable because they get paid, Watford's one of those clubs. And they were never going to have a new manager bounce. They have to come to us with Troy Deeney and a settled side to have any, any um, to cause us any problems in our current state. Easy. It, it was. It was everything. It was. It was written in stone that, that what was going. What was to come. They weren't. They weren't ready. No, even, even even with injuries, they weren't ready. That was a that was a tough ask for them. No, <clears throat> I don't think they were. And and I go back. Like Keith said, he hasn't. Keith said he hasn't watched it, a lot of um, Watford, and I've watched them once, and I just couldn't believe when I watched them against Leeds what they were at. I just I genuinely couldn't believe what they were at. I, I, second balls were dropping a moose to Soko. Um, and it was a, it was a guy in midfield. He might be an Eastern European guy. He's about thirty four, oh, I think. Yeah, um, Kilka is it? Yeah. And they they had no legs in them to turn and chase. They had nothing in them, and 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 it actually it popped up in the Firmino's in Firmino's fourth goal. We get to, get to in a while because I looked at it and went, "That's exactly what I seen against Leeds." Except they had Dan James and in fairness Rafinha and Rodrigo, but we had three fellas that would absolutely kill you. Um, but it was just, I just could not believe um, what I'd seen against Leeds. And, and like me going in, I thought I thought the manager bounce might do something for them and, and we might edge one. But we get on to how good we were. And I, mm. I, I'd sit here drinking cans again as a top of my mouth forever now at this stage. Um, but Chris, Keith, uh, big, big sexy. Um, and I'm going to try to do that for the rest of the show. He mentions the back four. And, and when you see that back four and Trent comes back in. And I'm not going to go through the whole back four. But I want to talk about Trent. You were at the game. Um and I seen a tweet, I think it was from Gary Lineker um, er, earlier today or maybe yesterday. And he basically went, listen, what this fella does passing wise is just fucking outrageous. And he keeps saying it. And he's he's one of these that um, wants him to see him in midfield and I'm completely against it. But Grizz, some of his passes yesterday were just, it's, it's, he's not even looking where he's putting it. And we talk about Thiago Grizz about he doesn't look, but he knows where it's going. He was hitting balls in around the back. He was he was fizzing balls from right back fourth time into the front man. He was outstanding, Grizz. It's, it's passing. It's just it, like we're running out of superlatives for Salah. But when it came, when it comes to Trent and his passing range and his influence on the game, we're running out of them for him as well. Yeah, it's the influence that you said at the end, which is the most important, I think. And I genuinely think I genuinely think we 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 beat City um, if Trent plays. He's that influential in our team now at the ripe old age of 22, lads? 21? 22, yeah. 22. Sorry, 23, I think, the other day, was he? Oh, was he? Okay, well, the, yeah. well, the ripe old age. Exactly. Trent Alexander the Great is just that. He's fucking phenomenal from there. And, you know, you know, we when, when, when we talk about attacking fullbacks and anyone says, oh, attacking fullbacks, automatically in the mindset, what do we imagine? We imagine marauding down the wing, Cathy, over, over Alves, all these types. All of these guys, right? Well, Danny Alves, 
I'm going to hold back on because I think Danny Alves's passing was 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 sensational. But this guy's switch of play is like I've never seen before. And I'm genuinely saying that at the age of 23, this guy's vision of switching play from not only from not only sort of positions of receiving the ball, but from throwings, right? So for example, we have a routine now of, of clocked it that we do, and it's and bless James Milner, bless Nico Williams, bless whoever else plays is absolutely not capable of doing. And actually, sorry, no other fullback is capable of doing. Is mm. you know you can't do that. What he does, Keith. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Both Keith, mm. Gav as well. Mm. You know, you throw the ball back to him, and his switch of play to Robertson or yeah. to Mane it. is unsurpassed. And so, when you talk about attacking fullbacks, he's he's an attacking fullback from a from a deep lying position. People like try to think about what I've just said there. From a deep lying position, he's an attacking fullback, which means it must be his range of passing, as Gav's referred to. It's sensational. The passes into midfield he was doing, like you said, Gav, without even looking or... He hits, you know he what hits, I mean. one, he hits one forced half. Where On the half volley. No, I think it's played back to him, just along the ground. And he doesn't look. He hits one in behind for Salah. And there's like a compilation video earlier of three or four he hit. But there was, and this one was in it. And it's played back to him. And you're thinking, what's he going to do with it? He may turn and look for a centre half or he might look for inside for his midfield. And he just fizzes this thing. He just yeah. bends this thing and right into, I think it's Firmino's feet. And Firmino just taps it off to the next player and they're gone. And, you know, sometimes you see passes, Grizz, where, you know, oh, it's a brilliant one in behind for Salah. Or it's a brilliant one, a big switch for Robertson. Can he get across in? But these ones are as important where he's just banging something into something. Breaking lines. And, exactly. And the first touch from Firmino is knocked, knocked to Keita. And Keita then is putting, say, Robertson away or whatever it might be. It's, it's unbelievable to watch. And it's not even... The quality of the pass, it's the technique that he hits them with. It's effortless what he does, absolutely effortless. And I just had to give him a mention, but sorry, I interrupted you there. No, you're right. Absolutely. All of that, all of that. And 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 it's it's beautiful watching, you know, live. I mean, you know, I hate being one of those people that says when you see it sort of happen in front of you and what you don't see on the TV is, you know, when Trent's on the ball, of the rest of the team come alive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They mm. all expect him to be able to find them from any angle. And that's such a weapon to have, people. That is such a weapon to have. As soon as he gets it, Nabi Keita becomes alive. Henderson sort of drifts into space. because And Salah and Mane are gone. Like, Salah mm. and Mane know that. He's seeing every movement. It's 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 pretty unique for a 23-year-old fullback, I say. It, it really is. And, and when you say that everyone yeah. switches on, as soon as he gets it. The thing is, like, when most fullbacks get a ball, right, you're looking at a centre-back or a midfielder looking for an angle to get it off him, right? Or maybe his winger or his, you know, his wide forward looking for an angle to get it off him. But genuinely, when Trent gets this ball 10 yards inside Watford's half, 15, 10 yards in from the sidelines, seven, eight players are all making moves going, he can hit any one of us here. And he can, he can, he can, he can switch it to Robertson. He can put it into, he can zip one into Keita. He can put one into Firmino. He can put one over the back for Salah. He can switch it to Mane, who has Robertson supporting. And, you know, we, loads has been made and Sean, he's been a big advocate of the, the, the diagonal from Virgil, which we've seen yesterday as well. He's been a big, a big advocate of that. But this is as big for me 
because not only is is the diagonal there, everything else is there. Everything the whip passes in behind. It's it's just unbelievable. And I think you're right. I think an extra dimension against City with, with Trent there. I don't think you see City trying to overload a as much down that right hand side. And exactly I think that. you made the point after the City game that if you watch um um the left back on what's his name the left back the good fella. Cancelo. Cancelo. Yeah, yeah. The way he sat back, but they still overloaded Grealish. I don't think he would have seen that against Trent either. Because he would have Grealish would have played a couple yards. No, Foden would have played a couple yards further back if Trent Exactly, because he would have been trying to cover Cancelo because Trent has that ball to kill you with. You know, the sort of that's nothing against James Milner, but that's what you have when it comes to sorry, Keith. Did you want to Lads, can I jump in there? Laura Duffy, as always, with a great show. She said um, about Trent. He moves in mysterious ways. Oh my Jesus Christ, Laura! It's all right. It's all right. All right. Why? 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 Where there have you go. brought this from? You just keep bringing an artist in every week and going with it. Is that what it is? It's just listening to music today, go far okay. over the weekend. Well, there, there's Laura's the comment. And um, we, of course, we made her an admin last week, and we might need to remove that now. Um, <laughs> encouraging this bullshit. From she needs a promotion. Um, but look, it, no, it, I just had to give Trent a mention, and, and to be honest, it, you know, it was it was just one of those. He's outrageous. Yeah, he's Do you know what? Before we move off from right, because people always say it's Kevin De Bruyne playing at right back, but the reality is it's Steven Gerrard, isn't it? It's the, the passing range of Gerrard from right back. What we thought Gerrard could play as, a, as oh, gee, he can go, he could go right back, he can do that. Well, he's not a powerful runner like Gerrard was. The passing, the accuracy, it's, you know, it's... From a right back, I watched, and look, I'm not going to jump in the on um, Manu, absolute garbage that they are, but when you watch Aaron Wambasaka, and there's still people in this day and age that would say Wambasaka over Trent, it's night and day, the difference. And you can talk about the attacking fullback and the defensive fullback, but the weapons that Trent has, and you've all touched on it there, that pass, the fact that he gets the ball in fucking no man's land, in halfway into his own half, and every attacking player is making runs here, there, and everywhere because they know he can be hit. It's it's an outrageous, outrageous talent that we have at right back. And well, yeah, he was missed against Man City, certainly. Um, look, we just have to get him through and, and hope for the best because the drop-off, Milner, able deputy, but he doesn't have the legs um, to be to be doing the job anymore. And Nico Williams doesn't have the technique. I think it's the hardest position for us to cover is Trent one because there's nothing like him yeah you know, there's nothing like him I've seen stuff like um, Real Madrid in for Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah, best of fucking sure luck yeah. um, best of luck um, I don't I don't I don't see where this comparison with, with uh, Kevin De Bruyne comes from because Kevin De Bruyne for me is a brilliant footballer while on the front foot and moving is, is a picker of a pass you know I don't see him as, as an orchestrator of play um, now it could be people would say you know, it's you're out of order there, but I don't see him as a massive no. orchestrator of play. I see, I see Kevin De Bruyne as someone that when you know when a ball breaks in midfield and he manages to get gets it over his feet and he's moving forward at pace, he's really good at picking a pass and his weight of pass is brilliant. But Trent's literally standing on the ball and just going, I'll just stand on this ball here and then I'll clip it fifty yards wherever I fucking want to. I, I just think he's he's ridiculous. But um, he is, he's he is the modern day David Beckham. That is for me is the comparison because David Beckham. For Manchester United, from set pieces and from his technique and being able to almost find a pass where defenders are not even in position yet to defend the situation, 
from that right side, that's exactly what David Beckham was doing for Man United. That's why Man United was so successful. He played those passes. He had that technique. And we're seeing that kind of skill set from the right-hand side. We're benefiting in, in today's world. But David, David Beckham was one of my favourite non-Liverpool players. And that technique he had on the ball, that way to find that pass, that that's where I would compare Trent. So that's my call for comparison between them two. But they're all if attacking you, players. I didn't need that were compared in a way. They're all attacking players. Beckham, and this fella's Beckham, playing at right back. Beckham would be a right back in today's game. Not bad shot. Yeah. You play him right back. For that ability to find the pass from there, you play him there. You wouldn't play him in the right forward positions today because he doesn't have that pace. He's not attacking. And you're right, Kevin De Bruyne, it doesn't make sense. Kevin De Bruyne is a forward-thinking midfielder who tries to score goals. Right, he's more of the Ger- Steven Gerrard mold. That's the kind of player that pushes it on the front foot. Trent Alexander-Arnold's an orchestrator. Yeah, well, you know, Na- Naeem Yassin. Conductor. Conductor. Naeem Yassin <laughs> says De Bruyne doesn't control games. He spends most of his time uh, right-wing spamming crosses. But I-, I just think it's interesting, and that's where the midfield show comes from. You know, um, because oh, he's like Kevin De Bruyne. He, sh- he plays. Like- I just think you've, not- you've never seen anything like him. A right back. I've never seen that. And you can talk about Cafu. I loved Zanetti at right back. I just thought he yeah. was fucking outstanding. He, couldn't he, play he was kids. so fucking good as a footballer. But I don't think you've seen anything like him. I genuinely Philip believe Lam, Yasuo Kimmich. They're all great players, but they can't do what he does. They no, cannot just, do what Trent does. I just don't think you've seen I just don't think you've seen um I don't think you've seen anything um like him. I genuinely don't. I think it'd be a long time before you'll see any more as well from him either. You know, anything similar to him. Um, Keith Plunkett, I'll stay with you. Um, The midfield, because there was a lot made of this midfield and, you know, what way are we going to play and who's going to play and, and, you know, like I've seen on social media, um, stuff like, you know, oh, we've only let Henderson and Keita and, and maybe... Um, we didn't know would it be Oxley Chamberlain, you know, would it be Milner? And it's not, it's not ideal going into this game. And Ranieri and and the crowd will be up. And and, and so the midfield were fucking brilliant yesterday, Keith. Now you have to take it with a pinch of salt where Watford were terrible, but Liverpool yeah. just came out and stamped themselves on Watford from minute one and went, "Now we're not having this shit." Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we spoke again the midweek fix. We were predicting who we thought would be in there, and I think we all thought it would have been obviously Curtis Jones instead of James Milner. I don't think anyone expected Ox. Ox and Kate to me, never really works when the two of them are in the team. So I, uh, I thought it would have been Kate Henderson and Curtis up against Sissoko and Kuka and whoever else they had in there. And you just felt the, although James Milner is, is aging as well and Jordan Henderson is, is over 40, they just don't look as leggy as them Watford lads. They're, they're carrying too much weight. They don't look as mobile. Uh, you just weren't worried. And if I had been Ox over Kate, I still think we'd have dominated them. Do you know what I mean? But the midfield performed excellently. They were getting on the ball. They were closing things down. It was just... Um, it was just a, a throwback nearly that they were just pressing and getting in the face of the Watford players and not letting them not letting them settle or not letting them... You know, we didn't allow Watford to get the new manager bounce because we were on it from the start and we got into them. And as we've said, Watford are in a great team. They've got players, they're, they're players, they're old, they're slow. They're not really what you want in them situations. They're not wily, you know. Smilsa Sokka's a decent player. He's not a great player. He's not a wily player either. He's just a, 
he's a, he's a bit of a nothing player. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean to be too disrespectful, but he's the best they have. And obviously, Sar up front is, is their star man, but he didn't get a look in because if you can't feed your forwards, if your midfield can't do it, you might as well not have them up there. Do you know what I mean? So it was just the midfield were non-existent. We didn't expect it to be any different. When you look at the players they have there and the Tom Cleverleys and all that are coming in, I just wasn't worried about them. And I thought air lads, whoever had a start, and Milner coming in and playing, you know, Milner had a, had a great game after a tricky game the previous time against City. You know, it was, it was a good showing by him. But what you get with Milner, you get game intelligence and he knows how to run a game like that. Of all them, Milner knows the sensible sort of player. He knows how to nullify any threat that they would have had. And then you allow Naby Keita to get out and play ball. You know, Naby Keita is a player that comes in for a lot of criticism from Liverpool fans. And look, I've criticised him in the past, but he's a good player when he can stay fit and he can prove it. And if he, if he keeps putting in good performances, you can't argue. I thought he was good yesterday. I thought they all worked well, worked as a unit. Yeah, Grizz, um little start there for you. Um, one for the history books from Liverpool FC yesterday. 800 league wins away from home. Um, yesterday, that marked that yesterday. Or just wanted to throw it in for you there, Grizz. You can you can keep that one for free. Um, Jeez, but but Grizz, uh, Curtis J and I left that comment up there. It says Naby was superb by the way, and, I, and we got on to we got on to Milner and Henderson a bit, especially when the, when it comes to the goals and stuff like that. But for you, Grizz, watching yesterday, when we're on this show, Grizz, and on the day trippers, and and you 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 you've been on you know other channels and stuff like that talking with Naby Keita. Nobody has ever questioned his ability and what he has and what he can bring to a Liverpool side if he's fit. Um, it's always been about his, his reliability. And you know what? Um, yesterday, Grizz, I thought he was very, very good. His pressing was excellent. Um, he kept the ball. He moved it. He done, and like we said, Grizz, a while ago, he's doing what you expect from a Liverpool midfielder. What did you make of him yesterday? Because it was big on him yesterday, Grizz. You had Henderson moving back to six. You had Milner playing again in midfield. And they were probably looking for Naby Keita to be the one. If they thought the game was going to be a bit scrappy and we need something, he was probably going to be the one they looked to, to, you know, as Keith said, provide our forwards with something. And I just thought he was great from start to finish. I really thought he was outstanding as well. I've been his critic. through. Fr- I've been a critic of his because of the frustration. I haven't been a critic of his thinking, why the F did we sign him, sell him, he's rubbish. I've always said he needs to play, he needs to play, he needs to play. He hasn't put a foot wrong every time he's played this season. He, he genuinely hasn't. No, he's been, he's been called. Yesterday, I don't know if you're going to come back to James Milner because I, I, I could easily spend half the show talking about James Milner yesterday. Right? He was absolutely insane. Like he wasn't... You can touch I know on all of them because it's, it's, it's the tree. Is I tell you, I tell you what, I, I tell you why, Gav. I tell you why, Gav. Because as a unit, everyone doubted yesterday's midfield because of the individuals, because of the names of the individuals, and and how they would play as a collective. Whatever Klopp coached them during the week, and he probably wouldn't have, because Naby was back Tuesday. You got to remember, so he had a fair stint um, with Naby as well, and obviously Milner was still there. The organisation in the pressing was the best I've ever seen. Now, I know it was Watford and I know Keith's talked about Sissoko, who's a massive lump, and Kuko's a massive lump. Two huge fellas, but they weren't very mobile and everything. But our press was insane, Gav. It reminded me of sort of when 
Klopp in his probably second season where he had sort of got into them how to press. That second season of Klopp was how we pressed last, uh, yesterday, the other day. I thought Naby Keita was the best of the lot in that sense. So we how we often talk about Henderson being slightly, slightly, what's the word to use? Reckless in his pressing in terms of he may lose position sometimes when he goes to press. Naby Keita is such a smart presser. An absolute such a... The way he nicks the ball, intercepts the ball is brilliant. And I thought the way he handled responsibility, like you said, Gav, was something I haven't seen much of him. He knew exactly the gaps to cover when Robertson went off or when later on when Trent went off and, and uh, Nico came in. He knew exactly, he, you know, he, he sort of comforted him and told him, relax, I'm here, I'm covering you, you do what you got to do. Obviously, he ends up with Nico Williams getting a brilliant assist. He reminded me, dare I say it, Gav, reminded me of Ginny. And Naby Keita wasn't bought to be our Gini Wijnaldum. Naby Keita was bought as a progressive midfielder, the one who breaks the lines, takes on players because he's got a skill or two. He can beat a man. He might not have the pace to get away from a man, but he's definitely got the skill to beat a man and then pick out a pass. But he's, it's like Klopp's converted him, people. That's it. Klopp's con- That's it for me. Klopp's, Klopp's converted him into Liverpool midfielder. And now we may understand why he spent so long out of the team, just like Fabinho spent so long out of the team, just like Curtis Jones has been brought in and out of the team. Learn, learn, learn the game. And I, I genuinely say it and, oh, mate, I hope I haven't cursed him and given him a bad luck. He's played four games in 10 days, people. Yeah, 290 yeah, minutes in the moment. last week or so, or a week and a half, 10 days from. But but you know what? You, you say you've converted him, and I think you've definitely seen something in him where he's playing like a Liverpool midfielder rather than Naby Keita, the midfielder, right? But when you look at the way Liverpool have approached games this season with one of those midfielders being a lot more aggressive in going forward, Harvey Elliott being the, the main one when you've seen it early in the season, I'm wondering if there's been a bit of give and take here, right? Where if they get Naby Keita in the side and you're playing Henderson off the right-hand side, you're going to say, right, Naby, down the left-hand side, we're going to push it, push it, push it, and you're going to be there. If Naby's not playing, we're going to play Thiago off the left, and if Elliot was still fit, we play him, and we're going to push down the right-hand side. And I think since you've seen the attacking guy on the left-hand side, right, more, right? Now, I'm not saying it happened low, Jesse, but the attacking guy on the no, left-hand side. More. I no, think it did. It did. it did, but I think, I think what it's led to was a massive uptake in an increase in... Um, Robertson's and Mane's output. That's just my opinion from watching the games because it seems that when we push that midfielder up and go, you know what, let's make three, let's make you three a triangle there to hoard people. Whether it's left or right, I think you're seeing much more output from that side. And, you know, Naby, if Naby stays, um, if Naby stays fit and continues to play on the way he's playing, there's an argument you don't leave him out. You know, but if everyone's fit, you could let's have an argument because it's great. It's a great argument to have. But overall, I just thought yesterday with Keita, he just done everything you've asked him, and he has that little bit about him as well. And if Liverpool can find a way to get that out of him, 
while he's doing what he's meant to do. And people will point back to efficiency and, you know, that was Liverpool's midfield. That was what they were all about, functional and stuff like that. If you can get him to be functional and have that little bit about him and stay on the fucking pitch, you have a fantastic player. Because I've constantly said he's all the tools to be a brilliant player in this Liverpool side. And hopefully, fingers crossed, and, you know, if Keith's still singing those U2 songs and Leona Lewis and shit before he goes to bed, um, he'll he'll stay fit and we've a, we've another brilliant option in in the team. Let's talk some goals though. Um big sexy K, I'm going to come to you. Um come to the sexiest and, part. Um, sexiest yeah. part was the goals. Yes. <laughs> so, um the first goal and I'm delighted with how early it was because I I can't remember what player was interviewed afterwards and said we haven't really started games great. We haven't pushed teams great, but yes, it was Salah. Was a Salah? I, it was somebody who was interviewed and said, "Look, I, I, I might have been. T- I don't think it was Salah I seen, but it might have been a couple of them oh, have said it." I heard Salah. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, big sexy. Nine minutes in, Salah is. So, I think it's Trent wins the header. Um, it drops down. Salah is so strong, and then the ball is just fucking mind blown, and the finish is just so good. And Mane is a hundred goals in the Premier League, but it's a great start, isn't it? Nine minutes in. I think when you look at a football player's influence on the team, Mo Salah, and you talk about all the greats for the uh, the years, your Messi's, your Ronaldo's, all these great players that influence teams to be even greater and for key moments in the football game, that's what Mo Salah showed right there. Liverpool, to score that goal as early as they did, it, it set the tone for the rest of the game. Then everybody could press, then everybody could feel confident because we were already in that lead. So to get that goal as early as we did with the moment of quality, it was, it was you know, that pass was ridiculously hard. That finish, everybody in this, all of us would have blazed it over. Okay, Easily. relax with that shout. Relax yeah, with relax. that shout. Yeah, relax for me, with that shout. For me and Grizz are in the uh, team we, ahead of Danny yeah, Rose. We're, we're not fucking scoring that. Listen, I will, we, we all need to go to goals, yeah? I'll fire the ball <laughs> over, yeah? And then we'll test that out. That'll be a good. <laughs> Fat back four go out for a kickabout, yeah? I'll you know fizz I mean, that in. Well, you should be surprised. surprised. But yeah, you'll be surprised. <laughs> but that was so. It, it, that's world class. When you talk about world class talent uh, players doing world class things, that is the difference maker. That's why we're not in the conversations with other teams. We're in the conversations about titles and Champions Leagues for that moment right there. That moment of quality. That's what we have in our locker all day long. And again, I'll say, I'll keep saying this throughout the night. It's just a pleasure to be a part of all of this. I can't get over how good that goal and the timing. To do it, what was it nine minutes? Yeah, nine, nine, minutes, minutes. Yeah. nine minutes, boom, done. Watford gone. Ranieri tried to play what five at the back, tried to play five for ones, all gone, finished. Souls are crushed. How can you, as a football player for Watford, see a man play that pass, a man run between you and your, your center back partner, and finish in that way and think you're going to win that football match on, on Saturday at 12 30? No way, no way. You're there like, fuck, it's going to be a long way. And it was. Do you know what? Do you know what the killer for me was in in a Watford sense, Chris, is when Matt, uh, when, uh, sorry, someone said Matt had won the header. I had Trent in my head for some reason. But when, when he shrugs off the player, Salah, right, does every Watford in their mind are thinking, we need to get two fellas bearing down on him and pushing him wide as we can because he has the pace to absolutely just destroy it in a straight line and be an on goal on Ben Foster, right? And Watford maybe think, let's just do that. And then he pulls that pass out. And 
All right, Mane scores, and I think it's a brilliant finish because it's coming across him on his right foot, and he puts it into that corner. The easier finish is actually to try to put it in the other corner, you know, and wrap your foot around it rather than just guiding it um, in the direction it's coming, more or less. But Grizz, it's a brilliant finish. Mane is 100 goals up in the Premier League. Without penalties, somebody said he's the quickest of 100 without penalties in the Premier Outrageous. League, which is, which is a mad stat, right? But Grizz, not only are they 1-0 down, but they're looking going, if we even think about pushing this fella wide, he's just going to fucking do this to us. Like, it just it just throws so many um, problems at Watford nine minutes in, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. He, look, I'm not even joking, guys. As soon as Salah sets up eyes on, on Danny Rose... He knew he's going to be feasting. No, no, no. He knew. Um, Danny Rose. No, let, let me. Tell, Danny, sorry, Grace, to cut across you. Danny Rose he has no interest in playing football. No. He hasn't. No, no, it's definitely not now. No, definitely Genuinely. not now. Not after yesterday. Like, like, definitely not now. When, do you know, because we've all played the game, right? And we know, we know the weak link in a team and we go and think, oh my God, we're going to bully the shit out of you. Or if we're stronger than him, we're going to do this. Or if you're better than him, technically poor, you think I'm going to take advantage of you. Salah was, lads, no word of a lie. Salah was smiling through the whole game. Like he had this yeah. permanent smile on his face. Like Keith said, doesn't matter what the team was going to be, who we had in midfield, what we were going to do. We had this phenomenal human being right now, a supreme athlete looking at Danny Rose and saying, I'm going to rinse you every single time. I'm going to make you dizzy. You're, you know, like, like Tom and Jerry cartoons. You have all those, um, yeah. um, what, are they, what are they called? They like, fly around. They that was Danny to... Rose. That was Danny Rose for 90 minutes. The poor fella. Um, you need to pay respect to that pass, Gavin, because it's I was a, thinking, you know, no, but you know, we talk about his finishing, right? Yeah. And we always talk about his goals and his goals and more goals and fucking more goals. Well, recently he's shown a different side to him that is just elevating him to another level if it's possible, because I don't know what you guys think about Mesut Ozil, but I think he was one of the supreme playmakers yeah. of his generation. If Mesut Ozil does that, we drew. We mm. absolutely drool about because that is a Messi Ozil pass. If Messi does it, but Messi is an alien. If Messi does that, we say, "Wow, look at that pass! Look at the weight of that pass!" If Dalglish done that back in the day, we would say, "Fuck, you know, that's why he's." Dalglish does a the Dalglish. Uh, it's funny you mentioned it because Salah does one away at Bayern Munich, um, and I think Mane scores. The Mane head. scores with a header, yeah, and it's the outside of that left foot, right? Yeah, um, and that one there yesterday is better. The only one I can think of Liverpool type is Daglish, and I, I I want to say it's a way at I want to say it's a way at Derby, and he plays. I can't remember rush. who it is, but yeah, and, rush, and the yeah. ball drops, and he just bends one around the corner for rush. Um, and I have that in my head for some reason, and it's just it, it's just madness. It's absolutely not a madness, and and I have a I have a clip later on that I'm going to show you when we really get into Salah from Terry Fleur from the from the football terrace. Now Terry, um rubs people up the wrong way um, sometimes but I, I get on to, I get on with Terry I talk to him every couple of days on WhatsApp and stuff like that and he put out a video earlier um, just talking about Mo Salah and I seen it and went you know what fair play and I asked him could he use it he said yeah he emailed it over to me and I have it for later I just want to show you but the weight of it and how he hits it is just do you know what it reminded me of and it's, I don't know if it's, it's on the same level but do you remember Ronaldinho hits one too I think Etu against Celta Vigo years ago you, you see it on Twitter every couple of weeks where he just 
hits one. It looks, it actually looks like it, someone's made it up. It's that good. It, it's so fucking good. It's so good. And and Keith, like I come to you, Keith Plunkett, um, of you two fame. Like I said, it gives Watford so many problems because they don't know how they're going to deal with this fella now. This fella is not going to just do you for pace. He's not going to dribble past you. If you stand off me, he's going to turn into fucking Zinedine Zidane, right? With a left, with, with a left foot. He's 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 just fucking ridiculous at, at what he's he's doing. And they never recover, Keith. They never no. ever recover, don't they? You know? they never. Recover. No. How how can you? You know, like Riz touched on it there. You've got Danny Rose up against. Mo Salah and it's like a lion in the blading jungle or the, the the Serengeti and he sees a hippo with three legs in front of him and he's just smiling because he knows I'm eating tonight he knew he had them on toast from the very start of the game now that pass you know you can think of outside of the foot passes there's not you don't see it that often and it's a beautiful sight in football like Gerard against Fulham when he pulled that's, that's um, a, yeah, Gerard storage through but Coutinho uh, to storage in 12 13 when storage scores the hat trick is a great ball as well. I yeah. Think. Yeah. There's some great, but you don't see an awful lot of it. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's a shame because it's a beautiful, beautiful pass. But Mo has been doing this now. The, you know, his assist to Mane against Man City, you know, it's a great play. He's just a player who's, who's on the top of his game now. And there's no, so like, I would have been critical of him in the past, Salah, for being too maybe one-dimensional. You know, that he, he gets the ball and he was head down, he was running at goal, he was cutting in onto his left foot and getting the shot off. He still does that a bit, like, but he's added so much more to his game in the last year. The, we keep saying it on this show, you know, he's helping out in the fence. He's winning the ball deeper. He's he's everywhere now. He's walking more. We're ruining that chat for Salah later. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll move off that. But, you know, the, the past. You started, you, I know, you yeah. yeah. I'm just so excited. And I have down, chance. You know what I mean? I'm so excited. You let me down the path there. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. great pass. But the thing is, right, Mane, 100 goals, uh, no penos. It's a great stat. It's a great stat. And we, we still be critical of him because he's not playing very well. Banging in goals. Do you know what I mean? He's banging in goals. And yesterday was an example that's similar to City. Not having to think. Do you know what I mean? I think Mane, when he's not having to think at the moment, his game might not be great. It's all around play. But he's still getting them goals. And it's great to see the lads all chipping in at the moment. Like, well, Mo is, is on another level. The boys are all getting goals as well, you know. So it was great that Sadio gets off a nice early start, nine minutes or one nil up. But it sets the tone for the rest of the game, you know what I mean? And Watford knew then, no, get me out of here. You know what I mean? They couldn't get out quick enough. Well, to be honest with you, I want to um, I want to leave Salah's goal out on its own um, for a chat, but I want to put Firmino's three goals in together and just talk about Firmino yeah. and the fact he gets a hat-trick and how how they come about and how good we are in them. You know the way, and, and this is where I was talking about Watford a couple of weeks ago against Leeds, where they just don't have runners, and they don't have anyone chasing. And the fourth one, you know, Milner, the, the left-back completely, or not the left-back, he's a midfielder, completely panics and lobs the ball in the air. Milner to Firmino, out wide, you know, an overlap. Milner running, no midfield. Watch Sissoko in that goal, right? And when Milner passes it into Firmino, Sissoko literally does not run. Right, and watches it, and watches it, and watches it, and watches it, and then the ball goes in, and he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And I'm like, "That's your man. 
That is your man that's ran past past it, ran past you, done an overlap, and got an assist, and you have not made a single attempt. But Firmino taps in, and that's where you want them. You know what I mean? That's exactly what you want. The second one is a bit fortunate for me. I think the, 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 the offside flag should go up because Salah is interfering with play. The ball is directed to him, and the defender only puts himself there because Salah's behind him. But Firmino's there again. And like Chris said earlier, um, Nico Williams gets a great um, assist by cutting inside and flashing it across the box. And there's Firmino. But big sexy. Um, overall, he gets a hat-trick. Um, people were comparing it to the Dirk uh, hat-trick <laughs> against uh, United at Anfield, where I think it totaled about six feet um, over the three goals. Um, but overall, I thought Firmino just looked... He looked different you know what, to me. You know he looked, what, you know he looked like he looked like Firmino for me of I hate to say it, probably 2017, 18 Firmino. Yeah. He just I don't know. absolutely I, on it. I think we're seeing a new Firmino for me. I think we're seeing a different Firmino. This man lately seems to be scoring a hell of a lot of tappings. He seems to be in that six yard box scoring tappings on a regular basis. The same player that for so many years. We gave him the stick that he's always dropping deep, always pressing, always helping the defence, always doing this, that and the other, making the space for Salah and Mane. That, that game, Firmino's first touch wasn't all there. He was having one of those games where it just didn't quite sit for him a lot of the times. But he made those runs into that box and he was the last man in there three times comfortably. And that is something he, he, he doesn't get the... Uh, he, uh, maybe he's developing, maybe he's going to be the tapping guy. Maybe he's going to score so many more goals now that he's going to say, you know what, I'm going to be in that six-yard box, I'm going to tap it in, I'm going to be there first. And this is the side of Firmino I thought I haven't seen, but recently I've been seeing it a lot, a lot with him. So shout out to him for wanting to actually say, I want to be involved in this goal-scoring thing too. You know, at the end of the day, what Klopp has done, flowers to him, he's changed the game and he was given the time to do it. Great. Remember we had that space, right? We were on that space pre-season. And I said... Liverpool's preseason was the best preseason of any Premier League team, yeah. And because of that, Liverpool will will go shoot far ahead pretty quickly as long as they can take advantage of it. Because Klopp had all these players: he had Mo Salah, he had Trent Alexander-Arnold, he had Naby Keita, he had James Milner, he had uh, um, Sadio Mane. All from the start, Robertson pretty much came in Scotland. Great point. All from the start. So Firmino, he, they've obviously done changed something with Firmino. They've trained Harvey Elliott to fit into the system. And most importantly, they put Mo Salah in a position where he's not predictable anymore. So all of a sudden, these players are not predictable as they used to be. Keith, uh, I'll agree with you with Mane, 100%. It seems almost sometimes like the ball just bobbles off him at times, mm-hmm. right? Whereas before, I felt he used to bring it in, kill that ball, go on a mazy run. What is he doing as well? He's scoring goals. Yeah. He, they just score in the right Can position I, at the right time, scoring goals. And you know what? It, it, it's Klopp's getting something out of the others, I think, a little bit more and, and kind of focusing on them to just score a goal. We're scoring so many goals. Do you know moment. what? Do you know, do you know how, do you know how the, the way our attack's linking up reminds me of the 18-19 season? Not our title-winning season, but the 18-19 season where yeah. we just scored yeah. so many goals. The combination play and the newfound... Because, look, let's call a spade a spade. Let's not, well, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not going to detract from my statements or my opinions where I thought Bobby Firmino should be a squad player. 
right? I don't think he should be our starting centre back, um, centre forward, or, or starting attacker. Let's just say, right? Because even he's not really a centre forward per se. But this is what a bit of competition does, doesn't it? Mm. Paulie Walnuts, the original Paulie Walnuts, that is the real Paulie Walnuts, says that's what we want, Gav. We need Bobby to make a statement to Jota. You ain't getting ahead of me, pal. And that's what it was, lads. There's a newfound desire. As Keith says, um, Big K says, sorry, Keith probably says as well, um, about this Bobby's desire to just seemingly score goals. We've cried out for tap-ins from our number nine. Gav, yeah. do you remember we were speaking yeah. a yeah. few months into preseason? We were saying, we want a striker. Do you remember we were talking about different types of forwards? Yeah, we, we were play? talking about Flahovic at the time, saying we just Who want the fella that's in the box scoring Bread and goals. butter goals. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And Bobby done that. I personally don't think his overall game was brilliant. He did. He was very loose in position in the first half a couple of times. But I tell you what, if your striker gets you a hat trick away from home, that's it. That's what yeah, these. This, that, that's what these. That's what these forwards live off, and it will inspire him to get more confident. Jota's watching that, and now Jota knows. I may have walked into this team and everyone talking about me, but there's a fucking Brazilian international who's been the fulcrum of this Liverpool team. Still getting a tune, uh, sorry, still singing songs like not quite Keith's level, but he's still got a song in him. But the, but the thing is, like, Firmino's always been like that loose the odd time or a pass. He might try something that doesn't work, he might be he might be actually too far ahead of himself in his own brain before he does, yeah, then yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, come on, yeah, what's say on that? That, that, that point that you made about him trying things and th- being this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. there seems to be a debate that's raging on at the moment about players these days not being the flair of once was. Do you think that he was harshly criticised at the same because he tried to no. make the game beautiful? No, or I, think, just- I, I, I just I I always stood by the fact that um, I think he was out of form, definitely. But I think he's played so much fucking football, so much football. It's actually unbelievable what he's played. But he doesn't go away to Brazil this time, and you know he's he's trained with Liverpool all week. He's he knows he's going to be in the side. Um, I think he would have been in the side regardless of whether Jota was there or not. I think he would have played, and. Just them little breaks for Firmino. And you've see, I think you've seen, because he's got little breaks here and there, and you know what, didn't he have an injury at the start of the season? And he was, I think that he helped. He got him. injured against Chelsea. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but I, think that, I think that's helped him. I think that's helped him to the point where he's had a, you know, don't get me wrong, no injuries help players, but it gives him a little bit of time off, you know, away from the hustle and bustle and the absolute, you know, million percent every single day. And I think that's helped him. Um, and you know what? It's a squad game. It's an absolute squad game. And and if if he's making a statement to Jota, great. I want Jota to come out against Manchester United next week and make a statement to Roberto Firmino. And if they want to make statements to each other on a weekly fucking basis, which includes them scoring two or three goals for Liverpool Football Club, they can make statements all fucking day long as far as I'm concerned because that's what it's called. Who doesn't like a statement? Well, just, just, well, here's a statement. Here's one for you. Liverpool's front three in the Premier League, Mo Salah, Bobby Firmino and Sadio Mane, right? 104 goals for Mo Salah. Bobby Firmino with 70, Sadio Mane with 100, right? Um, assists 38, 43, 36. So them front three have 274 goals and 170 in assists between them in the Premier League. That's that's mental. Yeah. Greatness. Greatness. It's, absolute, it's absolute madness. But for me, you know, I don't know what happens at Manchester United next week. I don't know whether if Jota's fit, he comes in and plays. Um, but, but if Jota comes in and plays and he wants to make that statement, Go ahead, make the statement, and let's let's. This is what you need. 
this is what you needed. And this is what failed us last year. The, what failed us last year was we had massive injury problems. I get all that. But players you were asking to come out and make a statement on behalf of themselves and put themselves right in there and say, you know what? I might be back up this season, but I'm going to show you going into 21, 22 that I'm, I should be in the side. Didn't. And that's simply. But now you have players coming in going, I'll just bang in a hat trick. And let's see what this fella does. And I mightn't play next week, but let's see what that fella has. You know what I mean? It's, it's unbelievable. But um, I'll be honest, before we move off, Bobby, I just want to say, Bobby's my favourite Liverpool player, right? Of any of them. Not the best, my favourite. And mm. watching him, because I think he plays with a smile on his face, he walks his bollocks off, but he still smiles, and he's a flair player, but without any flair. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, it's hard to describe, but he's the type of player that just, he, he sets the, the tone and I know people always get annoyed when you say that and that he's, he's pivotal and all that. I just think he's the, the player that I enjoyed watching the most until we didn't have crowds. It's not making excuses for him. I think he suffered more than anybody playing in them empty stadiums. I don't think it was football for Bobby and I think he's been good this season. I think he's been, you know, He's been improved this season than he has in the last couple. And I was delighted to see him get a hat-trick on the back of getting two against Porto, wasn't he? He got two against Porto. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he only has one other goal. But, you know, these are the these are the things. Like, I, I'm not saying he's the best player that we have, but to me, he's, he's my favourite of the Jurgen Klopp era just because he, he makes me smile. Do you know what I mean? When he plays, he's infectious. He's that type of character. And I just want to see him getting goals because you can try and defend a player like that as much as you want. But if he's a forward and he's not scoring, do you know what I mean? You're, you're on thin ice when you're defending him all the time. I don't even think it was the fact that he was a forward not scoring. I think he was a forward that, you know, if you look at his, his goal record, it's, I think one season he's unbelievable. I think it's 17, 18. He's unbelievable. Goals wise, um, eighteen, nineteen might be good as well, but I think seventeen, eighteen might be his highest scoring season. But it was he wasn't playing, he wasn't scoring goals, but I didn't think he was playing well, Keith. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't influencing games as much as he used to because we used to look at it and go, right, he mightn't score loads of goals, but he's absolutely just opening things up for Mane, Salah, and wherever else. But it wasn't like that, Keith. And you have to be honest, it wasn't. And I'm not saying that a hatchet against Watford changes everything for Bobby for me. And I just think overall this season, I think I've seen something from him where he looks that bit yeah. refreshed. And if he yeah, is refreshed and he has that, that extra extra yard in him, I think he makes a massive difference to Liverpool. Um, yeah. Grizz, I'm going to come on to you. And um, this fella, this fella's a fucking joke. Um, Mo Salah, he's a, he's a joke. Um, like I said it yesterday on Twitter, I called him ridiculous two weeks ago against Man City, and I've ran out of awards from now because his overall game is just ridiculous. He, he like someone said, I think it was Kevin Sullivan said earlier, he gets chalk on his boots, no problem to him. He come inside, he'll play. He go up top, he'll play, and then he just does that yesterday again, Grizz. And you're like, oh, this is like what's coming next week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and people will say, well, what can he do? I'm sure he'll find something, Grizz, because he's just. It's ridiculous. There's no other word. It's just ridiculous. I've like, no words for it. Uh, we didn't. Honestly, God, didn't have no words for it. It was just... Well, look at the reaction of the players. Yeah. <laughs> These are world-class players in their own right. Okay? We're talking about Sadio, Nabi, Hendo, Virgil. Like, Virgil's running from, like, the halfway line saying, wow, wow, what have I just seen? 
Trent is directly behind Salah when Salah... So Trent's waiting for a layoff and Trent wants to lace it with the outside of his boot, right? So Trent's like this. Salah says, wait, I've got Kafka and that man Danny Rose again. <laughs> that <laughs> boy. <laughs> like, like jam, right? This yeah, is... Man. This is like kids. It was kids against men. Um, and you know what, Keith, you touched upon last week's, no, you didn't touch upon last week's goal, but you talked about the variety now of his attacks and way of attacking a fullback or a defender. So last week he does the similar move, lads, right? But he blasts it with his right foot. Yeah. He's so fucking smart, this man, right? His footballing intellect is increasing. And I'm sure it's possible, but, you know, I don't know if there's a, a science behind it that if, if footballing intellect can be increased. What he does this time is he knows people of the world's watched last week's goal, where he's dragged it onto his right and blasted it past, what's his name, Edison. This week he decides, you know what, I'm all going to make you do a bit of ice skating. And then he drags it back on his left. And that's when you expect the form that he's in the ball just to be whipped in the top corner. Ben Foster had a fucking good game, lads. He's, yeah, he, he wasn't bad. He's, he made he made a few heroic saves, but Trent was right behind him. And Trent asked for the layback. Mo says, "Now you've had enough fun this game. Let me have a bit of fun. I've been assisting. I've been helping others. I've been tracking back. I've been doing everything that you know people well, say I don't do. Let me let me show you what I'm really about." And he just curls into the top corner and Trent looks like that. Like, has it gone in? And then they can't believe it. They actually embrace him like they can't believe it. Do you remember Naby Keita scored that goal a few weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. And everyone just went around him and like, and Naby's like, you know, it was Salah's reaction. Like, he went up to the crowd and he's like, you know, this is what I do. Mm. Supreme, supreme confident at the moment, Gav. And, you know, long may it, long may it last. Well, uh, Laura Duffy and anyone are similar. They say Milner's arms were up in the air as soon as he chopped that poor fella. Yeah. I don't agree. I think Milner's looking for the cutback on the edge of the box and he <laughs> doesn't get it. And I'll tell you why. Because he's literally goes past and you can see Milner with his arms up as if to say, give it to me. And when you watch the goal go in, I specifically watch for Milner um, and his reaction. And Milner goes over. He's kind of late getting over there. He's, 30, he's 40 years of age, like he, that's allowed. But you see Milner putting his hand over his face to say something and then laughs. And I think he's saying to him, I was calling for that on the edge of the box. And then you went and done that. Um, it was just, it's astonishing. And, and I think you're right. I think he does. And I think the Watford players do. They look and go, he's hitting this with right foot. He's done it last week. And then he just cuts in and he hits it. And as soon as he hits it on air screen, you can see a picture of Mo Salah, right? Right now on your screen, you can see a picture of Mo Salah. That's him literally after he kicks the ball towards that goal for that goal. He's smiling he's throughout the game, I told he's you. laughing at them. It's, it's, um, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, big Sexy, um, Mo Salah. Like somebody says, please go and do that to United next week. Um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? Because he's just, uh, he's, he's different gravy. Yeah, you know, Salah, you know, th this man's not stupid. He knows, he sees all around him the way the industry was going in the summer. You got brought back Lukaku, big hype about Lukaku. 
brought back Ronaldo, big hype about Ronaldo, Sancho. Like you brought these players in, Messi makes the move finally, goes to PSG. Everyone talks about the front three. So you as a player with that much ability, imagine like this is almost a superpower. Yeah, If I was to give this superpower to you, Grizz, or to you, Keith, or to you, Gav, this superpower that Mo Salah has, and you had it, you have the superpower now, all the abilities that he has. Now think about the summer that's just gone, right? Everyone... Uh, Everyone talking about world-class players like there hasn't been a world-class player. Like, all this time, Kane, shout out to him, had a great Euros. He was always the kind of the, it was Kane and Salah, Kane and Salah, Kane is a Kane gone. Kane's unfortunate. Salah has now decided that I'm going to take the mantle as the number one player and prove that I was the number one because I'm the most consistent, I'm the best in shape. My, you know, physically, and mentally, what he does for himself and, the, and what he surrounds himself with, all world-class to a T. And the most impressive thing about him is the fact that, and I'll say it every pod, he always goes and has an interview wearing the Liverpool shirt and talking on Liverpool's behalf. He represents the club as our best player. A man that does that, that's why he's, at, he's for me, above the Suarez's, above the Torres's, Coutinho's, all them guys. They were great players. Never did, hardly ever did interviews. Hardly ever truly came out and was the face of the club. And Salah does that. Salah does that all the time. Whenever he's doing this greatness, he's always there as the forefront of Liverpool. And this is what's so special, not just about the talent he has, but the situation going on at the moment. We've built the dynasty around this man. I don't think there's many football clubs in the world that has a dynasty that they can build around that we don't have right in our back pocket already. And he knows that. And now he, I think it's it's almost like a together they banded and they know Liverpool know they are the best team in world football. And I will say it, I've said it, they are the best team in world football. Make no mistake about it. Liverpool are the best team in world football. And the fact that they he believes that we can go for you Champions League and Premier League says it all. And he said that on camera, and that's what makes him the guy. He went out there, where that Liverpool top, and said, yeah because we're going to be fighting for titles and Champions League. He said that, and that is special. For us as fans, that's special to have. It's absolutely huge for for, um, for us to have as, as fans. And, and you know what? It just adds another kind of string to his bow, I suppose, because he stood up when we weren't great last season and we were going through difficult times. And I think he, not single-handedly, but he had a huge part in dragging us to a Champions League spot. Chris, the one thing that does come out of it, though, is... Um, you know, he still hasn't signed this contract and people will get, the, the more he does this, the more nervous people will get and I think that's that's fair. I'm reading into this too much. Um, I have a great laugh on, on Twitter with Marty Sakura, who every time he sees a tweet from, or any social media from the Liverpool official account with Mo Salah, he's like, oh, he's definitely signed. They wouldn't be doing this shit for him not to sign, but he has to sign the deal, Grizz. They have to find a way. Nah, they, 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 they know that. Whatever we say about these people that own us, they have their good points and their bad points and, you know, the pros and cons, but they're smart fuckers. They're smart fuckers. They, they know there's no... There's two people right now that they know their future is based around, and that's the manager and, and Mo Salah. Absolutely. Yes. There's there's no ifs and buts about it, Gav. Um, and he'll sign, you know. It's just, I, I, I think it's just a matter of when the timing of it now. When they... Um, when they announce it and you know he's a content man a content man as you said look at that image of him and and as i said throughout the game and and keith bk touched upon the interviews he's doing 
you know, he he's so happy and, and content with the surroundings, with the way he's playing, with the club. His family are settled. They have an understanding. He has he's finally found a place where he really feels and he's often spoke about, you know, the love and the affection he gets from um, from this club, from the fans, from the people in the street. He's uh, FSG's golden nugget, mate. There's absolutely no chance, absolute zero chance that he doesn't sign a new deal. Quick question for you. Yes or no answer, okay? Big six bands for a super chat earlier that I say for now. You guys think Salah will top his 44 goal return um, from 17-18? Grizz, yes or no? No, because I think everyone else is going to score loads as well this season. So okay. it might be shared out. Keith? No, no. Okay. Um, big, big, sexy K. Yeah, hundred percent. He will break that record. I think. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay. I think his. I think his goal involvements will be record. Yeah. Okay. Mm, you're, uh, yeah, yeah. More all rounder. No, the goals yeah. are gonna. There's too many teams to pepper this season. I think if people, I think if people, if people, he's 180 goal involvements ish in 215 games or something like that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if people used to uh, Keith Plunkett being the super top confident, always um, always positive red, they've just they've just met Big K, Mr. Big K, who's, who says Salah's going to score 50 goals this season and we're, we're the best team in the world. You could do, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I didn't get me say on Salah, I'm assuming you're leaving me to the end, because the U2 chat is hopping. And I just say about Salah, <laughs> you're the real thing, even better than the real thing, because he's now putting himself on the level of Lionel Messi, right? Well, so look, so just, just while you say that, while you say yeah. that, right? Um, yes. Salah so, so LFC says Salah wins the Golden Boot with 20 assists. If Bobby and Manny keep on supporting him, he's gone to a whole new level. Best player, Ballon d'Or. 2022 for him yeah but he, he is he's 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 lifted his game um you run out awards for him i've awarded him he's a scumbag because craig catcart and danny rose have to look their par- their partners and their children in the eye <laughs> after getting absolutely marmalade i don't think they yesterday. went home i don't think they went home i don't think they went home yeah, 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 i think they stayed looking I think they done voluntary, on the ground voluntary quarantine mate i'm telling you voluntary quarantine sorry big mad andy says who would you start uh front four versus the letty we're going to get to that in the lads in a minute yeah. we're going to do our um we're going to do our um man of the match but i did yeah. promise you this little clip from from terry Fleurs, and i want you to watch it and i want you to just have a listen and see what you think because there's two things I've got to address here. Firstly, I told you all how good he was. I told each and every single person just how good this man was. And for years on the terrace, when people have said things like, you know, he's not that good a, he's not that good a dribbler. He doesn't have much skill. He's, he's a goal scorer mainly. He scores a few good goals, but a lot of tap-ins and blah, blah, blah. The pass for Mane's opening goal, if, if Messi's doing that, if KDB's doing that, if Pogba's doing that, we're gushing over it. The fact that the goal he scored today was identical to the one against City and he'd done that five, six, seven times in the Premier League is phenomenal. His dribbling ability, his technical ability on the ball is absolutely top end. Absolutely top end, top class from Mohamed Salah. The second element is this. 
I saw this in Twitter throughout the course of the game. And I'm not going to lie, it was rattling me. And I'm a Man United fan, and it was rattling me. When people, this is, this is what I call about Johnny come latelys the Overton window. They're like, oh, it's the best I've ever seen Mo Salah. Where's this Mo Salah come from? I'm really falling in love with this Mo Salah. What do you mean this Mo Salah? This has been Mo Salah since he joined Liverpool. Nothing he's doing now is new. He's in, he's in amazing form, but nothing is new. Jokers, put your hands up and say, I underrated Mo Salah. I didn't give him his flowers. And now everybody else is. I want to look like I've got ball knowledge. So I'm, get, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the party. Put your hands up. Hold your hands up. You were wrong about Mo Salah. He has always been of this level. Top, top class. So that was Terry Collum, top, top class. Somebody made reference to Terry being like uh, Freddie Lombok. He does look very like him, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, but look, it's it's, it's just he, he's he's just on fire, and you know, um, there was a super chat there earlier that um, I, I wanted to bring up as well. It was about, um, I think, it was about. Uh, I'm sorry, it was very early on, and I I didn't want to uh, bring it in when it was off topic, but I'll bring it in now. And it was it was just um, from uh, Meme Cray Eight. He says, uh, I know it's off topic, but can we please talk about Great. how bad Maguire was yesterday? Media have said absolutely nothing about how dreadful he was. Well, I don't know about I don't know about that um, because, like, I've seen plenty of how, how bad he was. But when you when I'd love him to play next week because I don't think he's fit. I think no. I, I don't think he's fit at all, and I think Solskjaer is just literally is refusing to go with a back two of Lindelof and um, Eric Boy, which means that Maguire has to play, and he was at fault for so much yesterday. And if he's anywhere like that, if if he actually improves fifty percent on yesterday, he's in serious fucking trouble. Um, I genuinely believe that. So we we'll have to wait and see. Um, Next week, Danny ma- Rose. Yeah, I want to do man of the match, and I want to do um a quick <laughs> prediction lineup for Atletico <laughs> on Tuesday night. So, um, man of the match, Grizz, please. Mohamed Salah, but very honourable mention to everyone, but James Milner in particular. Okay, good stuff. Uh, big sexy K. Um. It has to be Mo Salah. Yeah. I mean, change the game. Key moments. Not Bobby Hattrick? Bobby Hattrick, you know. Great cameo. I don't know why I'm putting it in your head. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Great cameo. Great cameo. You know, it could have been a different time. He could have scored three goals and been the man of the match and all that. But the ways, because of what Salah did in in, in the time that he did it, and then the next goal that came afterwards, that's like world-class changing football in and bending results to your will. That's what he did yesterday. Okay. Keith Plunker. Yeah, I mean, Mo, it's, it's, it's all about moments, isn't it? And I know Bobby gets a hat-trick. Sadio gets one, but the pass for Sadio and the goal just makes Mo. We're not giving it to Mo. We're doing the sort that Mo's on a different planet. I thought Naby, but Mo... Mo all day, Mo fucking everything, Mo. He's yeah. he's on the level with Messi now, and it's for I'm the biggest Messi fan you'll ever meet. But something you touched on earlier, or someone in the chat said, you know, 
he's, he scores against Man City and the following week he gets an identical goal and you don't players don't do that Messi is the only one that was doing that when he was getting the hand of God one week and the Maradona Maisie run the following week that's the level we're looking at a player now who you know other great players don't have these moments Cristiano Ronaldo's a great player but he's, he's more of a great goal scorer yeah. Salah is having moments now and it's Naby the man of the match okay um, there's a following there's a following in the group now. Um, Big Steve is now called Big Sexy Steve. Um, he said, I'll give it to Cuevan. I think he's giving it to Cuevan Kelleher for staying awake 55 minutes before he handled the ball. And he does make one or two yeah. decent saves. He makes a really good one. Um, uh, second half, I think we're 4-0 up and he makes a really, really good one. But um, it's Mo Salah. Like, yeah. He gets an assist. He scores a ridiculous goal. He The reason Firmino gets a second is because they're just terrified of Salah you know it's, it's madness and the goal itself you know I wouldn't have cared if he fucking done nothing in the game or just for that goal he scores um, unbelievable but I'd like to give a mention like Grizz has to um, Milner I'd like to give a mention to Keita because I'm I literally I'm willing this fucker to stay fit um, <laughs> I, I genuinely I'm willing him to stay fit Fabinho comes back in Henderson's there Jones comes back in Thiago comes back in and Harvey you know what? And, yeah Harvey Elliott comes back and I don't know when that'll be and that might take a bit of time but I can't wait for him to be back but I just want to see them all fit and firing because when we turn when we turn this 2021 into 2022 and we, start, and we take a look at the horizon and go, you know what, we're still in the league race and yeah. hopefully are at the top of that league and we're, and we're looking to extend. We're still in the Champions League. You know, what can we do? We're still in the League uh, the league Cup, hopefully. With the FA Cup is, is starting. I want them all to be just absolutely firing in the midfield. And I think if we can keep them as fit as we possibly can with the options we have, the rotation we can do, the, the sky's the limit genuinely the sky's the limit and people might clip this up and go at the end of the season go what were you talking about but genuinely I believe that because I've said it from day one Liverpool win the title and you all know that so um, but I just want them all I just want do you know what as unfair as last season was I want us to be extra given an extra fair crack of the whip this season by going that's their squad yeah we get a few injuries yeah we get a few suspensions but overall it you know it's nothing now with the ordinary and I'm telling you now you're going to be some fucking team to beat us if we stay some way fit that's my opinion um, starting lineup for um, did we get we got everyone's man of the match starting lineup for Tuesday night just quickly now I've switched a few things around because I'm getting very efficient so there you go um, so I've gone with Alisson Trent Matip Van Dijk Robertson Fabinho Keita Henderson Mane Jota Salah Grizz would you change anything there um, yeah I'd rest I'd rest Virgil Van Dijk personally well mm. okay I thought I thought Robertson might get a, a, a rest as well, but obviously the way he came off with sixty minutes at sixty minutes, I think indicates he. Why would you rest him? As a matter of interest, Virgil. Yeah, he's played a lot of football, Gav. Five um, days until United after this. Slowly, yeah, slowly he Holland back. as well. He played three games for Holland, then he comes back. Comes back obviously as a stroll. I get that. Maybe that will play a part in his thinking that he's had a stroll against Watford. I just think. Atletico is not as important uh, at all as as this Man United game, which I think is absolutely huge. I think I think Gomez and Canate are, are absolutely dying to get a chance, and that's what you want—a hungry centre back waiting to get a chance. I, I, obviously, it depends on the injury situation with Curtis and Thiago in midfield, but probably that goes again. And yeah, I. I 
I think I think they might I think Bobby might get another start. I think Bobby I might could, get another start. I could see Van Dyke playing, but I could definitely see someone to send a half replacing Matip. I think if you are gonna protect one of them, I think yeah, maybe. protect more. And um I think one of the, the two com- uh, the comments from Klopp around the England stuff and um Gareth Southgate and stuff, which I love by the way. Um yeah, big fan of all you that. know, you could see Gomez come in, but you know, I'd say they are both dying to play and I think they'd probably be knocking at the manager's dog on can I have a game? You know, especially He's the new signing at thirty six million. Can I have a game? But you know, five days United I th- I think that side there, I think Jota comes back in. Um that'd be my side there. But I might I I'd probably go Gomez or Kanate to come in from, from Matt. That's what I do. Keith Plunkett. Yeah, well similar to Grizz, I actually thought we would have saw a change at centre half for Watford. And when we didn't, I not not getting worried like but Atletico and United are gonna be two slogs. You know, no matter what we think of United as fans, when the team goes there we tend, you know, to freeze. Freeze, yeah, and the club tends to maybe overthink it and pay them too much respect. Uh so I thought you might have rested Virgil certainly and what I thought would have happened, Virgil rested on Saturday. And Matt rested midweek and he used the centre backs. So I think that could be something in um There'll definitely back. be two, three changes. There will definitely be two, three changes. Yeah. Yeah. I think something at centre back, one of the boys drops out and one of the other lads comes in. Um and then the rest, yeah. Uh Jota in for Bobby, we could see that. Um and then the midfield, whoever's there, body was, I don't know. I mean you can't put in you can't put in an ox in a game against Atletico because I think he puts they're going to be in. tough runners. I think he puts Fabinho in instead of Milner. That's the only change. Yeah, in Fabinho in there. They're going to be a tough running team in the middle, whoever they play, um, Atletico. And it's not a game for Ox. And I don't know how fitness-wise the other boys are. So, yeah, I think that midfield will pick itself. But it'll be interesting to see. I think Ox will start. How's that? Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Where? False nine. Big... Uh, right back, right back. Um, <laughs> big sexy K. Um, line up for for Tuesday night. Joe, you know I wouldn't be surprised if the back four doesn't change, and I think mm-hmm. the only change that I would probably make would be maybe Cater for Milner. And he was Milner, Henderson, Fabinho, Jota, Mane, Salah. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I, Klopp doesn't change that, that centre back pairing very often. That could be that could very well be to his detriment as the season goes on. But in twenty eight, he when we won the league, he hardly changed the centre back pairing at all. Whenever he had two centre-backs that he wanted to play as a starting, they pretty much started most most matches for, for, for Liverpool. And then he might bring in Canate Gomez. They'll get their opportunity maybe in games like Porto, maybe home matches, for example. But away to Atletico, I think he might keep the same same back four. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if he's going to risk changing it, changing it. It'll be interesting to see. Grizz, you've made an interesting point about them pushing Van Dijk and... Um, uh, and Matted, like pushing them for first team stars. It'll be interesting to see if they have exactly done that. If one of them does come in um, on, on when is it Tuesday? Are we playing Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday? Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who who gets that starting berth. I agree with Jurgen Klopp. He was right to criticize Gareth Southgate. You can't take that man, take him to England, get that man injured when he was on the top of his game. Liverpool Champions League Premier League winning centre back, and not be able to play him against Andorra when he's fully fit. He should have been there in that team. You can't just give open door policies to every England player, left, right, and centre. 
that are playing for the top clubs, like John Stones. He got a free pass, effectively. Joe Gomez needed minutes, and Gareth Southgate should have gave him. I minutes. get that. I get that, but I disagree. I get the sentiment and I get the passion from Joe Gomez's point of view, but I think Klopp shouldn't have nothing to do with it, should stay out of it and would would would, would be wise to keep Gomez away from it. Yeah, but I, I think this carries I, I think this carries over from what happened to Joe Gomez on English on England England International mm. Duty. Because it never came out what happened to Joe Gomez. And I think this is a carry over from this, and I think this is Klopp just having a fucking war going. I haven't forgotten what's going on because Selke, <clears throat> for me, um, didn't say enough on Joe Gomez, and then was a fucking disgrace with regards to Trent Alexander Arnold um, before the Euros and the way he spoke down to him and patted him on the head. Um, and I, I'll stand by that for as long as I need to um, because he's been a disgrace, um, if, if particularly with Trent Alexander Arnold. The way the words he used towards him when he left the Melville squad was abysmal. And um, I think that might be Klopp just having a little dig back to let him know who's in charge. But look, we'll see how it goes. It's it's mm. it's going to be a big game. I think it's one of those where if Liverpool it's go and win it, well, if, if, if Liverpool go and win it, it's it's one way you go. Then you start really looking at Canate. Then you really start looking at Gomez, Simakas. You know, because you have nine from nine. You only need a point to go through, really. Or one win out of three. They're absolutely certain to top the group. So I think that's what might be in our thinking as well. You know, um, coming into um, November and whatever and December. And as well, they'll be looking forward then towards the, the Christmas period in the Premier League, which is going to be, as always, mental. Um, but look, it's been it's been a cracking show. I, um, I loved it um, from start to finish. Um, anything else before we go, Keith Plunkett? Owen Bork's been on fire in the chat. Oh, yeah. The U2 um, stuff, oh, I have again. to say. The, there's been a lot of good U2 stuff in there. Um, Ch- we might do a U2 spin-off. Tune, uh, tune in next week to see... Um, what artist Keith has decided to bring with him um, next week? Yeah. Leon Lewis last week. Yeah, I'm going to reconnect with. Yeah. I'm hoping it's someone like Enrique Iglesias or something like that. Balamos, let the music take you over. Yeah, Balamos. something like that. Listen, there you listen go. to all of that. Listen to all of that. Okay. Anything yeah. else? Good. No, all good. All good. Sunday, great weekend. Liverpool win, hit some bunch of shams for five. Can't be a happy days. Good stuff. Uh, big Sexy K. Um, as you are known this week and probably not from here on in um, anything <laughs> else before we go just believe in these boys man we're the best football team in world football today ok good stuff I like that Grizz anything else before we go yeah just just trying to think of a duet with Keith how are we going to progress this this could be a secondary career didn't didn't you two didn't Bono do a you a... don't want McClanad if you, if you can, no, do, no, you think you can do McClanad no 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 don't, book, don't, don't, you're it, confusing no, don't me. Plan. I don't know what, yeah, no, is. you won't know that. And oh, you, you don't know Irish Celtic mysticism. You can't you, forget. you don't want, didn't he do a, um, didn't he do a with some, no, some American singer, some female American singer? I can do that. He definitely <laughs> did. Or he, 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 he um, he kind of, he done. Collab with her. Are you done a bit on one of our songs? Someone will tell us in the chat maybe. I'm before not Bono, yeah, I'm definitely. Not I'm, Mary I'm, no, J. Bloyage. So, Mary J. One, Bloyage. She yes. covered one, did she? Yes. Mary yeah, J. Bloyage covered one. I think Bono Blige. was on it. So, Grizz, get onto your Spotify there and type in Mary J. Bloyage one. Oh, I don't need to type her in. I, oh. I'm, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So you're part of the Mary J. Blige Ultras. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in the Mary J. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, yeah. I ship myself. What a name. A super chap. Just to finish, Salah has been so professional with the contract situation. Coutinho was faking injury at this point. And Ozil on 300 grand didn't play for months. Yeah, look, we let's just let's just hope that um, that all gets sorted. Um, make sure to check out um, Big Sexy K on on Twitter at Goldmouth G double O A L M O U T H. Um, don't check. Could have called him Goldmouth, couldn't we? In fairness, yeah, we could have. But Big Sexy K was way better. Make sure to check that. out Keep Plunker. Um, he's usually on bridges in Dublin. Um, he's not on social media. So <laughs> Ever since then, I haven't been recognised. I think it's a bit no, of a no, and, and I think that was someone's born. I tell me to hang around bridges. If he's not on the bridge, out. if he's not on the bridge, um, if he's not on the bridge, make sure you go and down near the uh, the the docks, you'll find you two's old studio. So you might be hanging around there. Yeah, that's it. I'm close to it. Yeah, we're well, getting uh, shout out for the cars and Bono. Didn't Bono? We done a cover with of uh, summer wine with Andrea Carr. I think. Right. Well, there's a couple of options there. I don't. I can't vision. It's. I'm struggling now. Um. You know, for to watch Grizz as Andrea Carr, to be perfectly yeah, honest yeah. with you. Um, make sure uh, with Grizz, check him out, 90minutes.com. 90minutes.com, isn't it? No, it's just 90 minutes, isn't it? 90 minutes, 90 yeah. minutes, the big six uh, twice a week. is on YouTube channel as well. Grizz can, so check that out as well. And um, the last thing and the most important thing I am above all else is Sienna Steps. They are five grand from the target. Five grand it's down to, right? And I know that they're doing a benefit night, which could raise that five grand, but we don't know. But they're five fucking grand from the target. And I'm, I just can't wait for this to happen. We did promise you, me and Andy have promised a night out in Dublin in early 2022, which will happen. It will be on an invite basis. And um, basically, if any of our bothered to turn up, we'll send you an invite and you can come yeah. along. And um, we're hoping to do a live show that night. And <clears throat> um, when I say live show, it'll be four or five of us on, on stage having a bit of crack and there'll be a lot of drink taken. And we call it a live show and we go from there. But Sienna's family, we're hoping to have there and stuff like that to celebrate the fact that we've reached this target. She's gone away to St. Louis for that treatment she's come back um she will be in rehab then when she comes back but just to give her mother and father mostly and our family who've worked tirelessly a night out to say you know what well done and it just gives us a reason to go out as well let's be honest about it but if you're in ireland or you're in england or you want to fly over let us know and we let you know where we're going to have her we're going to try to do it somewhere in dublin city center where people can go and you know book hotels and shit like that so it's it's fairly easy for them but make sure you go in um, the link is in the description. If you type Sienna Steps into Google, you will go straight to her uh, GoFundMe page. And I checked earlier, they're about 5,600 from the target. And I reckon we can do that in a week. That's all I'm saying. We can do it in a week. Um, that is it. That has been the Fatback 4. Um, rest of the week, tomorrow, the forum is on. Tuesday, pre and post match for Letty. Wednesday is the midweek fix. Thursday is Carnage. Friday is Sports Unplugged. Um, who are Liverpool playing next weekend? I don't never look more than one game ahead. You know, it's a big one. Sunday. Um, there we go. Um, too many cans. Sunday, we will have... Oh, we have three shows on Sunday then. We'll have pre-match, post-match, and we'll have the flat back four. Um, I can't believe we've, I forgot we were playing United next week. That's yeah. Um, I'm I'm I just zone in on the next game. One game at a time, lads. Stop looking too far ahead. That's the way I do it. Uh, but that's been it. Have a good one. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.